1: So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be.
2: Everybody's
1: Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with
3: Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I'm so glad you are here again with us on this Saturday. Whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, this is the show I hope you'll listen to each and every week. You know, divorce seems to affect everyone in some way. It can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, But also for friends and family of those divorcing, you know, we're not here to coach you to get a divorce. We are here to walk a path with you if you are faced with a divorce and we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time and provide you information and resources and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that really can bring out your worst. Sometimes, and for some reasons, people do divorce. And when that happens, you want a compassionate attorney, as well as one who will protect your interests. One of those attorneys is Melinda Eitzen. I met Melinda last year when I trained in collaborative law. Melinda was one of our trainers, and I found her be, to be an absolute unique blend of compassion and necessary assertiveness she was a trainer so she had to be <laughs> and and when the oppor- opportunity arose for the show i just absolutely knew melinda had to be on the show and today here we are we are going to be talking with melinda eitzen a dallas area family law attorney and a leader in the profession especially collaborative law so if you've listened into the show before you may have heard us speak about collaborative law as an option in divorce And as a quick reminder what collaborative uh, divorce is, and this is defined by CollaborativeDivorceTexas.com, it's a process in which each partner will have their own specially trained and experienced collaborative divorce attorney, and together, all involved, they work through the issues of a case uh, using this method known as interest-based negotiation which enables spouses to formulate agreements that focus on their most important individual and mutual goals, which might surprise you in divorce. We are definitely going to hear about collaborative law today, but we will hear so much more, more about Belinda, her practice in Dallas and some of the books she's written, which I know will totally help you. Uh, One's called divorce the collaborative way. Is it the way for you? And the other is considering divorce, Critical things you need to know. So we are going to know a lot of things after the show. So you guys get ready. I'm so delighted delighted to have Melinda with us by phone today. Melinda, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Christy. I'm so glad to be here. You know, this is it's. It's. I kind of have chills. You know. Um. Uh, you know. And and for those who've listened to the the show before a little bit of even why I'm here. Well, one, I went through a divorce back in 2007. And I really wanted then, um, as I was, you know, moving and changing in my career, and something deep down new that I wanted to, you know, help people coaching, speaking, something along the lines, I didn't really have the, the exact steps I would take, but I knew that's the direction I wanted to go in. But there really wasn't there wasn't a way for me to go. I, I actually stepped into working towards my master's in psychology to to kind of have maybe those trainings and that credibility and whatnot to do that. My brother's a family law attorney in the Houston area. And I thought, well, maybe that could work together. But there wasn't a thing called divorce coaching. And I don't even know that I would have put, you know, terminology to that. And last year, my brother sent me, he was at a training maybe at a training that you would have been at Melinda. Um and he was at a training, sent me a text message said, "Hey, have you ever thought about divorce coaching?" I'm kind of like, "Have you met me? Like this is really <laughs> this is really what I, you know, my heart of hearts I I wanted to do." And at that same time I went to a business meeting at my church and they were talking about growth of the church and he the pastor actually told a story about uh, one of their members who had gone through a program called divorce care. And so that hit me and this all happened in the span of like just, a you know, three months or something like that went up to the pastor and I said, Hey, have you ever thought about having a divorce care program at this location of our church? He said, yeah, will you do it? I said, yeah. Right. So in all that, my, when i but my brother said, you know, what you know have you thought about divorce coaching I said what do I need to do so I kind of knew what I needed to do with divorce care and he said you need to go get collaboratively law trained and I'm like okay all right so boom sign up and Melinda's one of my trainers in Austin and but I sat in this room with um, many attorneys and health mental health professionals and some um, certified divorce financial analysts and I thought okay there's not a coach in the room what Okay, I got to look around here. I got to think about something maybe in a different way. And so I started Googling. Of course, that's what we do, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I started Googling uh, divorce coaching and boom popped up divorce coaching and and none. And and it wasn't just any divorce coaching as certified by the International Coach Federation, which I'm an accredited coach with the International Coach Federation. I said, there you go. Boom. So I started that sort cert, uh certification training at the beginning of the year and in that same time uh I was in here doing at at KKHT 100.7 um, FM in Houston but the studios KKHT and as one of the representatives walked up and introduced himself to me. And the next thing you know, he's like, have you ever thought about a radio show? And I'm my background's real estate. And I was in with another real estate person. I'm like, you know, there's enough people with radio shows with, you know, about real estate. And I don't know that coaching is going to go over. And he said, no, no, no. We're thinking about divorce coaching. And I went, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. So, you know, long story short, i mean, Melinda, You're a big part of why I'm here today. So that gives me chills to have you on the air with us. It was such a great training, and um, I'm just so honored that you would, would make the time and, and, and be here with me to talk about this subject called divorce and collaborative law. So thank you.
2: Well, you're very kind. I think that good people are drawn to divorce work because it's an opportunity to help people through a hard time. So I know from knowing you, from meeting you in that training, that your heart is in the right direction and you want to help people. And that's a wonderful trait.
3: It It is. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. This morning I was speaking out at a community and, you know, kind of throw out there and she's a divorce coach and people are like, <gasps> you know, it's almost like a, you know, it's almost like a four letter word.
2: Yeah. They don't know what to say. When I tell people. They say, "What kind of lawyer are you?" And I say, "Oh, I'm a divorce lawyer." They go, "Oh, they don't know. <laughs> they don't what? want to say that's good. It doesn't seem good." And then I tell them, "No, it is good because I get to help people with real problems, real people with real problems, all day every day."
3: I love that real real people with pro- real problems because I don't know about you know the listeners out there, um, but I've had problems in my life in the years that I've lived. I don't know anyone who hasn't, and there are real problems in divorce. Is it is a issue, is a life challenge that we go through. And I think, um, and I advocate on the side of attorneys because obviously, I'm not obviously, but the, the listeners probably know, and I think you know, my brother's a family law attorney, and I, I think he's very compassionate. I've met you, I know you're very, and that entire group. And it really, that's what the show is all about is helping others through a very difficult time. And that's when you need somebody um, who is, Uh, I think my brother said, and I may just completely not get this right, but um, uh, what's the saying? Like, carry a big stick. So be soft, but carry a big stick type of thing. So be compassionate, yet can advocate on the interest of the, the client and make sure they get what, you know, their fair shake or their fair whatever, what they deserve, right? So collaborative law. I know that you, not only a great trainer, opened my eyes up to a a whole new way of divorce, given mine wasn't really very collaborative back then. Um, (laughs) uh, I, I know that you've kind of led the collaborative law kind of movement within Texas. Tell us about that. Where'd that come from? How did it start? Why are you involved? (laughs) All of the above. I know. That was called stacking questions. I just gave you like a bevy of them. So pick one and go with it. (laughs) Yes,
2: thank you. Well, in 2001, Larry Hance and um, John McShane, they went to a conference in Ireland and they heard about collaborative law. And it had not been started here in Texas yet or in the U.S. really and they brought it to Texas, and Larry called me and said, hey, we're having this conference. It's a two-day conference, and you need to come learn about this. And I really had no idea what I was, what he was talking about or what we were going to go learn about, but I went. And I just had an aha moment that, oh, my gosh, this is something that has not been available to us before because collaborative approach is so different than litigation, which is what I had been raised up on. And while I'm at that Conference, learning about it, I was walking around the room and finding other lawyers I had cases with, and saying, "Hey, we could try this one collaborative." So I started doing it immediately in 2001, and I've been a big
3: proponent of it ever since.
2: You know, I still litigate uh-huh. because some people will not collaborate, but I truly believe collaboration is the better choice.
3: So that's a that's a huge question. Why do you think collaborative law is a better choice?
2: It allows people to be their higher selves instead of their worst selves, but still get a great deal. In fact, I would argue get a better deal than they would ever get at court. And if you can be your better self and get a better deal, why wouldn't you select that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many questions I have with the clients that I work with, really trying to understand what collaborative is. And in the second segment, I want to dig into that. But you said something that I want to go back to, which is so important is they're coming from their better self, their best self. And as a divorce coach, we, that's one of the things we work with folks too, is to say, you know, you know, let's envision our best self. Who are you at your, you know, your higher self walking, walking the highest, you know, the higher road. What would that person do in this situation versus which can, you know, we can all admit to it, right? There can be moments where we aren't our best self. So um, what does that do real quickly for the the case
2: well and the difference is that in litigation unfortunately the system encourages people to talk about the dirt and dig up all the dirt and throw it collaborative is the opposite it encourages people to instead focus on the future and focus on their if they have children their need to co-parent post-divorce but even if they don't have children They wanna come out of this, they don't know it in the height of their emotion, but they wanna come out of this feeling good about how they behaved.
3: And, you and know how what? they
2: treated the other person. That
3: is going to be a great lead into the next segment because that's what collaborative law is all about, how they behaved. And it's betterment for them, their family and everyone. You guys stay tuned. You want to hear this as we dig into collaborative law with a leader in collaborative law. You guys stay tuned. But I don't
1: know what you're feeling. Does anyone know what you're feeling right A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney. LLC, Morgan Stanley, its
0: affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters.
2: Anytime you are selling or buying real estate, you need a seasoned real estate agent to navigate you through the process, especially when you are selling or
1: buying because of a divorce. But you don't want just any real estate professional. You want one who is a real estate collaboration specialist in divorce. You want Jennifer Dodds. Jennifer
2: will help you move forward through the real estate process during your divorce as your strong advocate.
1: Call Jennifer today to learn more about
2: how she can help you with all of your real estate needs at 281-974-703.
1: Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com.
3: So you don't hear the words to that song, but I know that song, and it's called "Arise." And what we are talking about is kind of arising to our best self in a divorce, which a lot of people out there might be kind of going, uh, how can you do, you know, how can you do anything in your best self in a divorce because, you know, you're in, the emotion, you're in the what ifs, you're in the thinking, you're. many people think, you know, my, my life as I've known it is over. So Melinda, as we were stepping out of the break, you said something, collaborative law helps uh, people come from their best self through this process. How does that happen with collaborative law?
2: Well, the process itself, the way it's structured, allows them to do that. For example, we focus on goals and interests and collaborate. That's the first meeting. The first thing we talk about is what are your goals and what are your interests? We want to hear from both of them to understand that. And that's our marching orders. The whole case, we're trying to figure out how to meet both sets of goals. Now, my client may have no interest in meeting the other side's goals. He or she doesn't like them anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that I get my client's goals met is by meeting the other person's goals. They have to say yes to the deal too. So whether we're incentivized by pure thoughts or not incentivized by pure thoughts, we have an incentive to help meet everybody's goals. The process has rules in place about how we're going to behave, and that behavior improves everybody's communication. And they communicate sometimes better post-divorce than they ever did when they were married.
3: Yeah, you know, I've heard uh, scenarios before where, you know, maybe attorneys thought there's no way collaborative law is going to look or collaborative force is going to work in this situation. And it, it kind of turns out that way. Um, and, and so to walk me through, um, say, and and there's obviously a, a zillion different scenarios of, of people's lives and what they're separating and in the dis- dissolution of a marriage. But um, say it's a pretty straight you know, straight line divorce, whatever that might be defined as, meaning pretty easy. Uh, They don't necessarily, they don't have any uh, parental issues. They have a pretty uh, simplified estate. And, um, you know, the marriage is, has been, you know, maybe ended for years. Um, Or maybe, maybe it's one-sided. Maybe one side wants the divorce. Maybe the other side doesn't. What would they, how would, collaborative law benefits someone in that scenario? Great question. So
2: when I'm talking to people about their divorce and trying to help them analyze the different processes available, because collaborative is one, but litigation is one, obviously, and just kitchen table deal is one, meaning they sit at the kitchen table and they just decide how to divide their stuff, how to share their children, you don't need collaborative if you don't have some hard issues you disagree about. It's a process to help people resolve a conflict. They don't agree about how to divide their property. They don't agree about how to share their children. If they can sit down at the kitchen table and do it themselves, they don't need this process.
3: Okay. So if they don't need it, and just going back to, you know, there's different, different ways that uh, as I mentioned, the dissolution of a marriage can happen. So, um, and that's the first time I've heard the, the kitchen table and which is, I talked to a lot of people out there where, you know, we're looking at everything and dividing things up and, you know, trying to go on the internet and doing the documents. And, and that just kind of, maybe obviously I'm a divorce coach. I can't give, I don't give, and I can't give adv- legal advice, but as an attorney, you know, this kitchen table deal is, is that, something that you advise for clients? Most
2: people can't do it because of the emotion, right? And there's often an imbalance of power in the relationship. So if one person's going to get run over by the other person, they can't really sit down at the kitchen table without the support of either a coach like yourself or a lawyer or someone to educate them and to help bolster them up. So every once in a blue moon, I've been doing this 25 years, I've probably had a handful that really could do a kitchen table. Most people cannot will not don't want to. <laughs> but if they are equally balanced in power and they have maybe they have a lawyer and the lawyer's educating them on what to talk about at the kitchen table, what decisions to make, then the lawyers could mainly be advising from the background and drafting.
3: Okay. So that's that's the other question I have. So say they sit down, and they go, okay, this marriage is, you know, it, it I know it's been likened and it's not meaning to be crass, but this is where we get into the business of the, you know, business of divorce, which is ultimately separating the finances. And if there are any children, um, that, that, then you throw in the emotions, right? (laughs) But that's what a divorce is. It's a legal dissolution of a marriage. So if we are removing the, the emotion of it and they in fact can do this kitchen table divorce, they decide, okay, this is how we're splitting things up. Then, I've heard even clients then going online and downloading documents. And what do you suggest there? If they
2: have no property, that's probably fine. But if they have a 401k, if they have a house, if they have any property of interest, they need to have a lawyer involved because they need to have that divided properly. The 401k has to be divided with a specific instrument in order to avoid a tax event or a penalty. So when they do the documents online, we see people do it wrong, and they don't actually achieve what they thought they were achieving, and then we have to fix it. It's less expensive to just do it right the first time than to have to pay somebody like me to fix it later.
3: And isn't that the truth about most things? <laughs> yes. Right? I often say to my clients, and I, I got this from a very um, wise coach that I've uh, who coached me for years, and, and I went to classes and seminars and whatnot, but... Slower is actually faster. And a lot of people go, wait a second, I don't like that. And we're we're in the, you know, that's our world is we want everything fast. We want everything yesterday. We want everything instant gratification, boom, done. And we go, okay, I'm going to sidestep an attorney because I think I'm going to save money. I'm going to go do this paperwork on my own. I'm not an attorney. And boom, now they're in your office and going, okay, I got to like unravel this mess. So yes. what I'm hearing there as a very important tip, and, and so just to kind of stay with this idea of the, the kitchen table divorce, say it is very simple and they don't have any property, I, it still sounds like it would make sense for them to do at least a consultation with an attorney. Would that, would that be fair? I
2: agree with that. I, I mean, go pay for an hour of a lawyer's time to just understand what is it you're trying to achieve, what are the options What are the questions that should be answered? Right. And then decide if you need the lawyer further or not.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's even as a divorce coach, you know, I work with people to get those things ready so that they can walk in and think through, you know, think through the process. Uh, But still, you've got to I just I would feel very uncomfortable just like getting my hair done. I learned my lesson the hard way in college when I tried to go put sun in my hair and I turned out with orange hair. Now I don't trust my hair. I know. I'm likening divorce to getting my hair color done. But I mean it's real. I really, you know, I looked like Opie Cunningham for a day or two. Hair is important. (laughs) It's important. So I go pay a pretty penny for somebody who is skilled. I've been going to that person since two thousand and eight because what? I trust her. Right? And that is something um, that we need with attorneys. And, you know, you're, you're so uh, skilled in this area. I heard you say 25, uh, 25 years. And this book you wrote, considering divorce, critical things you need to know, but you also wrote one about collaborative law. Tell us a little bit about the collaborative law book and then next segment we'll get into the other one.
2: Yeah, I wrote it with I have two co authors, Scott Clark and Vicki James, and Scott is a financial professional and Vicky James is a counselor. So you kinda have all three type of brains in the book. And I wrote it because it's hard to tell somebody about collaborative in a one hour consultation adequately. And I thought, you know, if there was just somebody should write a book, that's what I said. Someone should write a book that I could give to clients. So and <laughs> that someone was you talking about. <laughs> and then I finally decided that Nobody was going to do it, so I had to do it.
3: Well, there you go. But it
2: has been a great tool to just – it's written for the perspective of the public, for a person who is thinking about divorce, so they can understand what is collaborative and what isn't it, and they can decide if that's the right process for them or not.
3: You know, I love it. It has a
2: lot of examples in it, too, from our – Real cases. We changed the names so no one will know.
3: Okay, that we would probably make sense. <laughs> and you know, I think I remember that name, Scott. I think you guys referenced him. I, he was for some reason not able to come to our training, but I think I remember that name. Um, so yes. okay, so it is um, divorce the collaborative way. Is it the way for you? That's the book. And how could listeners get that book?
2: It's on Amazon. <gasps>
3: It's on Amazon. Awesome. And if they wanted to contact you in Dallas, and I want to, you know, take a moment about, you know, here we are at Houston radio show, but I'm talking to an attorney in Dallas. Um, You know, you can learn from attorneys all over, uh, but, um, and this podcast goes anywhere. And so that's why, you know, are, are there any changes? I'm sure the audience might be interested in knowing are there any differences between, you know, maybe a divorce in Dallas and a divorce in Houston, or is it the governing law of Texas?
2: The law is the same. The only difference would be, and this is a difference court to court and even in one county, is every judge may be a little different if yeah. you're looking at it from a litigation lens. Okay. But the law is the same. We. My goal is not to travel all over the state, but I have a little bit, <laughs> right. and I've had I've had cases in Austin and Amarillo and Beaumont, and, but I mainly service the Dallas Fort Worth area.
3: Well, and I'll tell you, this is this show is on Saturdays here in Houston, but it's on podcast, so it's everywhere. You got a smartphone, yeah. you can go to K-t- kkht.com dot com and hear it. So, you know, our goal is to bring that information and resources and. I am, again, just so lucky to have you on the show because our listeners are going to have another perspective of law details. That's one of the biggest struggles is what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And, oh, by the way, I'm in this emotional brain, and I'm terrified the whole way through. So with that said, you guys, um, uh, how how can they reach you, Melinda?
2: Oh, that's so nice of you to ask. So we have a website. And it's www.duffy, which is spelled D U F F E E, hyphen, Itzen, which is spelled E I T Z E N dot com. We also have Facebook, and our phone number is 214 416 9010.
3: And you guys reach out to Melinda. Duffy and Eitsen. And come on back. We're going to be talking about her other book, Considering Divorce, Critical Things You Need to Know. Come on back.
0: Here's
3: today's two-minute tip, courtesy of the CDC Divorce Coaching Program. Today's tips include the six Biggest mistakes in divorce, and this is a repeat two-minute tip because I think it's so important. Here's number one, throwing in the towel. I just want to get out and get this over with. I'm worn down. When you do that, you are not thinking through this process. Taking my way or the highway approach, I don't want to listen to you because I am right, and there is nothing you can say to change my mind. This won't get you anywhere fast in a divorce. We're talking about collaborative law today, and we're talking about the best self. You want to come from that place. Betting the farm on another relationship. You know what? Bottom, bottom line is jumping into another relationship will lead you down the wrong path. Allowing others to make decisions for you. This really is giving up on the decisions because you're afraid of the conflict. What you need to do is get really clear on what it is you want uh, to walk out with of, of your marriage And what's going to be right for you and your family. Wanting guarantees and certainty. You know, I look at things from a real perspective. Unfortunately, There are no guarantees and no certainty, but the guarantee that you can give yourself is to come from this process and from your best self and then not getting enough information from enough qualified resources. And that is why we have this show to be able to answer your questions with regards to this. There are so many in the process who can help you, help you get that qualified information. And if I can help you with that, please contact me, Christy Stratton. And you can find us at DivorceCoachingHour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. Make sure to add the Divorce Coaching Hour to your podcast library and follow us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. Listen each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. Are back with Melinda Eitzen, a Dallas attorney, uh, but one who is providing us so much information. In the the second segment, we were talking about collaborative law and a book that she wrote about that. But I want to dig into this next book because I think it probably will answer so many questions uh, that people out there listening. I know even my clients have when you're considering divorce. So that's exactly what the title is. Considering divorce question mark, critical things you need to know. And, you know, Melinda, I'm just thinking, you know, we make decisions often in, in life, but you know, some of the most important decisions we make without the information that we need to have to make those decisions. So what are some of the top things, those, those critical items that folks need to know when they are considering divorce?
2: Well, one thing I wrote this book because I thought some people, if they could get this information before they got to me and they'd already messed up their case, that would be so great. (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote it with uh, Joanna Jadlow, who's a financial professional, and Brenda Lee Roberts, who's a counselor. But you can imagine, um, as many people as I've spoken to over 25 years, there's some themes of questions and concerns that people have. And so some of the book is helping them to know that, No matter what, unless you're an ex-murderer, you're going to have a lot of access to your children, because sometimes one spouse is saying to the other, I'm going to take the children from you. That doesn't happen. Nobody's taking the children. There's no such thing as full custody. That is the biggest misunderstanding. People say, I want full custody. There's no such thing. Both parents are going to have custody and a lot of time with these children, again, unless there's abuse or ex murder example.
3: Right. So I heard you say they're already messed up this case. (laughs) I'm just, I like. So you wrote this book because they've already. And I'm just thinking about the hundred zillion scenarios. So what are some of those scenarios of how someone can mess up a case before they get to you?
2: Well, and this is similar to this echoes one of your tips that you've given, which is wait to have the affair. So don't have an affair. Wait until you're divorced to have the affair which of course means it's not an affair, but the problem with the affair is not only does the other person feel upset and angry, it makes your divorce more expensive because the other person is so upset about it that they can't get through the divorce process as easily. They want a pound of flesh now, Mm -hmm. so you're going to pay for it by making it take longer to get divorced and be more expensive to get divorced.
3: Mm. So, and, and so I'm, I'm getting that. Cause I'll, you know, let's just talk to the reality of it. You've maybe you didn't want the divorce and um, maybe somebody else is having an affair. You find out about it or you're asked for a divorce. You don't really know why. And then you're in this emotional turmoil and you're thinking I'm lost. You know, I just lost the man of my dreams or the woman of my dreams and somebody starts paying attention to you and you're in this emotional place yet you're separated the divorce isn't final yet you're going through the divorce but because that you know you're you're getting that attention you're getting that need met you start going down that path and we think Oh, you know, life is a bed of roses from there because, oh, this man really or this woman really understands me and I'm going to get through it. But what we just what we've just heard from you is uh, one, even though the other party could have had the affair or asked for the divorce, there's there's still going to be ties there that that person is angry because now you're already move, moving, on, moving on. It's like it's one thing for me to, to move on. It's another for another.
2: <laughs> right? You're absolutely right. And this is advice that not everyone takes. I give this advice all the time, and they don't all take it. But what I tell them is, okay, if you're not going to take the first set of advice, which is don't have the affair, then the second piece of advice is be discreet. Do not bring the new girlfriend or boyfriend to your child's soccer game.
3: Yeah. That's just hard. I, 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 oh, there's just so many um, emotions that are in that. And I won't even, you know, kind of touch that because we probably sit here and dissect it for <laughs> forever. But so be discreet. Better to get the marriage dissolved, get through the divorce, make sure it's final and then moving on. And, and from, you know, a Christian perspective, from your future perspective, uh, and I, I, hindsight's twenty twenty for me. And I, I, you know, I wish that I could have made better choices. You know, I often say, where was I when, (laughs) when I, uh, as a divorce coach, right. And, and I remember my brother, even I say this often, my brother said, you know, don't go down this path of divorce if you're not ready for it. And, and you, you just can't know what's going to come to pass. And then you add in, you know, bring somebody else into the picture. It, I can see where it makes it more expensive because now they're going to fight you. you don't really know why they're fighting you, but now they're going to fight you and they're going to try to win because they're now hurt so that's a big area of like a don't do so critical things you need to um, and critical things you need to know what else do they need to know when they're considering divorce?
2: Well, one thing we' talk about in the book is mental health readiness, financial readiness, for example, if somebody comes in and they tell me... I've been out of the job market a long time and they don't have a large enough estate that they could just retire, right? They're going to have to work. The the smarter thing would be if they can bear it is to get back into the workforce before they file for divorce. So some planning, it helps to do a little planning.
3: And you know, it's interesting. I'm glad to hear you say this because our last show, I actually had a business and career uh, leadership development coach on, and we spoke to that and what she's found is a lot of the phone calls she gets are from, and primarily women, going, you know, I, I'm i unfortunately thinking that divorce is in my future or my husband has asked for divorce or he's hinted or something has given them, or maybe they're deciding, like, it's time to dissolve this marriage. And while we don't want to think about, like, somebody's, like, in the wings planning this, uh, if, we, if that's what's on the table... I'm thinking it's better to go ahead and start planning than being blindsided. Would you agree?
2: Oh, 100%. It could be a huge disadvantage, depending on the fact pattern. But we do not have good alimony laws in Texas. They're horrible. Most people do not qualify for alimony. So they need to be able to support themselves.
3: And that can be tough. And that's what we were talking about in the last show. You know, you haven't been working for 20 years. You raised your spouse. You've been out of the job market. And how do you get back in? And this particular guest actually has a process to walk them through from kind of helping them really determine what they want to do, rediscovering themselves um, uh, and, you know, building that resume and those sorts of things. But, you know, even in that those that uh, mental health and financial readiness, uh, I also do a program at my church called Divorce Care, and it's for people who are separated and divorcing. And, you know, the fact of the matter, there's some people who don't want the divorce. The divorce has been brought by one of the parties and it may be that you step into a program like that and figure out what maybe you can do to shift. You know, we've probably heard this said before, but, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. And maybe by going through this program, maybe since divorce hasn't happened, maybe they can, you know, even decide to step back into the marriage. But if that's not the case definitely the mental health and the financial. What would somebody do from a mental health perspective? How would they plan yeah. into that?
2: So, one thing to know is one reason that some people divorce is because one of the two in the couple has a mental health problem, and maybe they're not dealing with it. Maybe it's depression, maybe they're bipolar, maybe they're bipolar unmedicated, and they need to address their mental health. If even if it's too late to salvage the marriage because the other person is just exhausted of it, if they have children, they still need to improve their own mental health because they want to be the best parent they can be. Even if they don't have children, they want to be the most functional person in their own life for their own benefit. So people should be in individual counseling when they're going through a divorce. It's a major life change. And if they have a mental health problem, maybe they don't even know they do, and that's part of the problem, it would be good to start addressing it.
3: You know, I love that you said they should be in counseling as they're going through a divorce. I could not agree more. And, and you know, um, sometimes, though, especially if there's mental health issues, and so bringing in that counselor... Um, and hopefully spending time, you know, spending time finding somebody that you feel comfortable with. Uh, A coach is not a counselor. A coach helps you move forward and wouldn't work on mental health issues. Uh, So there, there, you know, there's obviously a place for a coach to kind of help you think through things. But if there's a mental health issue, I'm glad you're saying they should be in counseling going through that. So we've talked about the, the parental aspect we've talked about the as uh, the affair or any sort of relationship in the midst mental health financial health what else should they what's another critical thing that somebody needs to be thinking about when they're considering divorce?
2: One chapter in the book we have is warnings, and there are some common misunderstandings about what you're allowed to do in Texas. For example, can you? Put a tape recorder in their car and tape record their conversations, your spouse's conversations with their boyfriend or girlfriend or who you suspect they're talking to. No, that is wiretapping and it's illegal.
3: <laughs> Let's just so, get that out there. That's wiretapping and that's illegal. <laughs>
2: exactly. But you can tape record yourself talking to your spouse and not tell your spouse. That's legal in Texas if everybody's in Texas during the conversation. So we have some warnings in there like that. We Warn people that guess what? People hire private investigators to follow you around and take your picture. So, don't do anything you wouldn't want somebody to take a picture of. You know, assume a, your photo is being taken.
3: I had a guest on the show most uh, pretty recently, and he he said in going there, he went through the collaborative law process, and he said I looked at myself a year mm-hmm. from today with my Bible, and I looked back, and I said, what? Who who do I want to be through that? And how am I going to be the man I want to be in a year through this? And so it really shaped his choices. So I, I'm also, though, hearing PIs and tape recorders can shape some choices as well. right? So when we and come back. And
2: they can pull trash.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And when we can come, come back, we will talk more about that and final thoughts. You guys stay with us. Come on back. Don't miss it.
1: I forgive my name. Remind me who-
3: The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through the process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide our listeners the information about these professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. little guitar strum as we come back in but as we were going out of the third segment i stepped over melinda there and she was saying something with regards to kind of how you know warnings in divorce and one of the things we were talking about is pis can private investigators can be following you around so you want to be on your best behavior we hope that you are anyway but she said something about they can pull trash so what does that mean melinda
2: I know. My husband is a private investigator,
3: um. so I'm, I'm more
2: aware of what they do than most people, and he has cases where he is paid to pull the trash and go through it, and almost every time he's pulled the trash, he's found something. So maybe it's they're counting the whiskey bottles, right, because somebody's not supposed to be drinking, or maybe it's evidence of a boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe it's inappropriate things that indicate use of illegal drugs or strange sex acts or he found they couldn't find a witness once and he found the phone number in the trash. I mean, it's just amazing what people throw away. And once that trash is rolled out on the street, it's legal to pull it.
3: Oh, wow. And, you know, what we're talking about there is, I, I think, and, and, and not speaking for anyone, but I think that's the part of divorce that people are probably most afraid of, and that's what they, you know, see, hear about, you know, these just um, very litigious cases where people are trying to get at each other. And so one of the things, you know, we've been talking about is collaborative law. You know, are you going to experience those sorts of things in collaborative law? No, ma'am.
2: No private investigators in in collaborative. And we sign a contract that puts us into the collaborative process. We agree we're not Surveilling each other, we're not pulling each other's trash.
3: So, it, going back to that word "collaborative," uh, what I'm what I'm thinking and I'm hearing there, and hopefully, hopefully, the listeners can hear that is, you know, this is probably a, a place with less stress. And there's going to be stress. It's a dissolution of a marriage, and that's not realistic to think that there's not going to be some stress. But you've got to, it. Sounds like you've got a team around you to support you, and you're agreeing to play on the best level playing field versus, and and to continue that analogy, and I've heard people say before, win, like, you know, I'm going to win just because I want to put it to her or put it to him. But so why would somebody, you know, choose collaborative law?
2: Great question. People choose it for different reasons. But one of the common reasons is privacy. Collaborative is a private process. And I represent a lot of people. They're not famous people, but to them, their business is still very private, and they don't want the community at large to have access to their information, and litigation is not private.
3: How is collaborative private uh, versus the litigation?
2: Well, one, we agree when we sign this contract that we're going to keep it private. But we're not in the public eye. We're not in a courtroom which anybody in the community can walk into a courtroom and see what's going on. We're not having depositions. We're not bothering their bosses and their neighbors and the coaches and their friends by taking their deposition. In Collaborative, there are no depositions. So, so- we're not involving their community in a way they don't want Them involved.
3: Got it. So we've talked about these different areas. We talked the kitchen table. We've talked litigation. Um, Where does mediation fit in?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Mediation is a tool, and I'm actually also a mediator, so I I love mediation. Mediation is a tool that can be used in litigation or in collaboration. And the difference is in mediation, you bring in a third party mediator like me. So I would be hired by two lawyers who are representing the husband and wife to help them reach resolution as a facilitator, not a decision maker. The two parties are still the decision makers, but the mediator helps facilitate. In collaborative, you wouldn't typically see mediation come in until they had really hit a bad roadblock. And then they bring in a mediator to see if that'll break through that roadblock. Just, in litigation most judges will require people to go to mediation before they're, they'll be allowed to go to trial.
3: Okay, so a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of confusion out there and I think I've asked this question of an attorney before and and, and you know I think some people have the idea is well, I can just go mediate and get this get this um divorce happening but it starts with litigation and then you mediate, it sounds like, and then collaboration, you're, you're working towards an agreement, but if you hit an impasse, you go to mediation. Is that correct?
2: That's exactly right. Mediation is just a tool that's part of litigation or part of collaboration. It's not a standalone situation.
3: Okay. So then question that's coming up for me is in collaboration Uh, I've heard and some of my clients and and I'm sure listeners have heard that if you can't get to agreement with collaborative law, even if mediation is in the middle of it, that you have to essentially table it and start all over and you can't work with those attorneys any longer. That's
2: true. That's true. I would say statistically only 10% of cases opt out. That's what we call it when you can't It isn't going to work in collaborative. You have to go into litigation. We call it opting out.
3: 10%
2: probably, but you do have to change lawyers.
3: Okay. So it's still, it's a very low amount of it's not going to, it's all based around agreement, it sounds like.
2: (laughs) Yes. And we wouldn't just say, well, good luck. Go find another lawyer. If it was my case and it was opting out, I would help my client find a good match of a litigator, and I would update that litigator on where we were. So they wouldn't just be, kick
3: to the curb. So it's it's not starting all over again?
2: It, not completely. Yeah, not we completely. We would to try to have a smooth transition. Yeah,
3: some sort of a smooth transition. So that, I, I think that can that can help. Uh, you know, it's really nice that they have options. And one of the things with you being kind of on the forefront of bringing it into Texas, there is this, and I referenced the website earlier, Collaborative Divorce Texas, and then and, and it, that is that that's the entity where the training comes through, correct?
2: That's exactly right.
3: Yeah. And it's our
2: statewide entity.
3: Yeah. And the training was fantastic. Tell us a little bit about what that um, collaborative divorce taxes does for collaborative law and, and then ultimately the, the end users, which would be the people getting divorced.
2: Yes, Collaborative Divorce Texas is a umbrella organization for the whole state, and members of it are professionals like myself, like yourself, financial professionals who participate. But the website is definitely for the public as well to provide the public with information and to help connect the public with individuals that are doing the work. And they credential, so they have a master-level credential and then a, le- a lesser um level of credentialing to help the public know who on that list is really qualified in doing the work.
3: Absolutely. And I saw that you're a master level.
2: I am. I am proud yeah. to be a master.
3: Yes. I, I was thinking about that in, in that I took the baby level. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I can't even imagine what the master level looks like. But I'll have to take a, a step into the in the next step up at some point. But. Uh, if it, so collaborative divorce, if you want to learn more about collaborative law, collaborative divorce in Texas, it can give you those professionals, but also a little bit more information. And Melinda, again, how would someone reach you if they wanted to learn more about your practice, what you do, your books?
2: Thank you. Our books are on Amazon. You can just Google my name because not many people have it, and it is Eitzen E I T Z E N. And our firm website is www. Duffy spelled D U F F E E hyphen Itsen E I T Z E N dot com and our phone number is two one four four one six
3: nine zero one zero. And I peruse that website. It's such a lovely website. I love that photo of all you um that oh, just thank I, you. I almost you know I was like wow very, very impactful. So very, very nice. It has a good, you know, overarching understanding of, you know, your background and Um, and you know, lots of the professionals that you serve there in Dallas. And, um, so we have learned so much and I want to see what else we can get out of you there, Melinda. Um, (laughs) we are coming down to the last two minutes of this show, believe it or not. Uh, I, real quick, any final thoughts that are coming up for you that you think people might need to know out there?
2: Well, I think it's important to remember that it's normal to fear, to have anger, fear, sadness when you're going through divorce. And it's okay to have those feelings. And it will be helpful to have a counselor and to have a coach, frankly, when you're going through this. And you need the help, and you should get professionals to help you through. But you will get through it. A year from now, you will feel so much better. You will survive. Your children will survive. And the studies show that children do no better, no worse out of divorced families than intact families if the parents are cordial to each other. So collaborative helps people to do that and it will help your children to do fine through this. They will adapt.
3: And you know, that's what we're talking about is bringing your best self to a time that can be the worst. And I, and I say that often, but I say it from a very real place because I was there. I, I've been there, maybe not the exact same situation, but others, but I went through it. Many have. And I love that you're saying that, Melinda, that people, you will come through this, but you have to make those choices. And, you know, as a divorce coach, that's what I do. I help them think about this process as their thinking partner. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, listen in to the divorce coaching hour because we have... Uh, specialists like Melinda and attorneys and and all sorts of different resources and so forth to help you through this process. So you do come out. Melinda, thank you so much for being here with us.
2: Thank you. I enjoyed it.
3: Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or call me at 281-944-8043. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I cannot wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m., right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.